Hello everyone and Happy New Year. Obviously we are past January 1st, but this is my first time speaking to you all in 2021. So I want to extend a very Happy New Year to you all. I hope that you're doing well. My name is Sierra. I am the host of Sit Still with Sierra and I am so, so, so excited to be back with the first episode of the year and to talk about something that is very near and dear to my heart lately. And so, yeah, I'm just super excited for this episode. But of course, before I dive in, I just want to give you a little background if you've never listened to the podcast before. So Sit Still with Sierra is a podcast dedicated to helping listeners and myself, the host, become a more introspective and self-aware person, helping us realize patterns and things that we have in our life and how to just be a better person overall. I don't call myself like a self-help you know, um, counselor or anything like that. I just use personal anecdotes and experiences that I have lived out and things that I've observed to kind of help you as the listener. So I hope that you enjoy, I hope you stick around, and I hope you gain something great out of this episode. Before we dive in, if you aren't following the podcast on social media, definitely do so. You definitely want to keep up with what's happening on social media platforms. Obviously, you can't talk back to me here, but social media gives us the opportunity to be a bit more communal and a bit more um, uh, collaborative. So follow Sit Still with Sierra on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date with any changes, any announcements, and be notified when a new episode is on the way. So again, if this is your first time listening or maybe you haven't listened to many episodes, my name is Sierra. I'm 21 years old. I am a journalist. I'm a follower of Christ. I am the youngest of three girls. Uh, yeah, those are just some of the basic things that come to mind about who I am. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is going to be a great episode. And I'm just excited to be recording this, sitting you know, in my little apartment, recording this as it's really, really cold outside. Um, so I hope you're snuggled up with something warm to drink. Maybe you're listening to this on your commute to work, or maybe you're listening to this at the end of your day. No matter where you are, I hope that you gain something great out of this episode, and I'm super thankful for you as the listener. So before I even dive into talking about imposter syndrome, which you can see by the title of this episode, I just want to give like a quick little recap of my 2021 and kind of just some personal um, personal things that I have marked for this year. So I don't do New Year's resolutions. I stopped doing that a few years ago after I realized that I literally can't commit um, to like my long list of resolutions past like January the 8th. So in order to stop upsetting myself, I committed long ago um, to pick a word or phrase for the year. And so that makes it a bit easier, one, in the sense that I don't have to, you know, do specific things necessarily, but it kind of gives me the opportunity to grow as the year progresses and see what it is that I want to do or want to fix or want to achieve to um, kind of encompass the word or phrase for the year. So 2020 was the year of self-love and 2021 is the year of gratitude. And I definitely think that this will help me individually um, become a more self-aware person because when you're focused on what you do have and when you're giving thanks for what you have, it takes the focus off of complaining or feeling the, you know, the comparison and things like that. And that actually definitely ties into imposter syndrome. So I will be talking about that a little bit more as we dive into the episode. But without further ado, let's break down first off what is imposter syndrome and what exactly does that look like? 
So you may already be familiar with the concept and what it is, but you may not have necessarily known that there was a word for it. And so I got this definition um, off of Harvard Business Review. This is just their definition that they gave. And I thought that it perfectly summed up, you know, what I was thinking and perfectly embodies what I want to talk about. So imposter syndrome, by their definition, is a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. And that last part of the definition is crucial. Um, so it's not just feeling inadequate, but it's feeling inadequate even though there's evidence that you do have success in your life, that you are a successful person. And so I think that this is something that a lot of people experience and according to Time Magazine, 70% um, of people have admitted to feeling this so or experiencing this at some point. So I think that this is definitely something that no matter you know how old you are, no matter your gender, no matter um, how successful you are by worldly standards, I think this is something that any person can go through, whether it's just a phase or a long-term issue. But I want to break it down. I want to give you my personal tips on how to expel imposter syndrome from your thought process and you know, just examining the impact that it has on your relationship with yourself. So again, if you are listening for the first time or if you have not tuned into many episodes, a common theme or a common motif of Sit Still with Sierra is introspection and self-awareness. And so these repeated themes are important for the podcast to me because I want to drive home the fact that being self-aware is so important. It helps you with your relationship with other people. It helps you know what type of worker you are, what type of student you are. It helps you figure out what you love, what your hobbies are, what you don't like, what you don't love, and just helping you to become a better person overall. And so imposter syndrome can definitely attack this area. It can definitely attack your self-awareness because it can take you out of your ability to think, um, to think, I don't even want to say correctly, but think, um, in a fair and balanced way. So it has a lot to do with your feelings and your mental processes. And while your feelings are valid, it's important to note that feelings come and go. You, you know, they're temporary. So it's important to not make definitive statements about who you are and what you have to offer based off of temporary feelings. And it's important not to make decisions about yourself or your life based on the temporary. So you may be feeling one day that you are inadequate and that you don't, you know, have any level of success one day and the next week something may happen and you may feel the complete opposite. So it's important to note that while your feelings again are valid, it's important to not label yourself based off of these temporary feelings. Or you may have not, you know, performed well in an area that you would have liked to. It's important to not label yourself as a failure just because you experienced failure in some sense. Um, I think that it's also important to note that all of this is very subjective and depending on your definition of success, you can feel this from one end of the spectrum to another. Um, and so I really want to talk about staying in your lane because I think that staying in your lane is probably one of the biggest ways to combat imposter syndrome. And what I mean by staying in your lane is that so many times we will feel inadequate and we will feel like we're not successful because we will be measuring our success based off of someone else. We'll be measuring it based off of what someone else is doing. And the thing about it is that you can't do that because that's not your lane. And you, you can take your eyes off of your lane and off what you have going good for yourself and focus on someone else's lane and that will give you the wrong perspective and the wrong vision for your life. So I think that um, 
you know, staying in your lane is one of the best ways that you can rid yourself of this feeling of inadequacy because it helps you to recenter yourself and realign with where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. Um, again, I said at the beginning that 2021 for me is the year of gratitude and this definitely, definitely ties in. I think that gratitude is another big way to combat imposter syndrome because if you stop what you're, you know, doing or you stop your negative thoughts in those moments and you, even if you just make a mental list of the things that you're grateful for, of the things that you do have going for yourself, it helps to put into perspective what you're feeling versus what is true. Just because you're feeling something doesn't mean that it's necessarily a fact. So I think that those two things are super important and, you know, it's just really helpful to get rid of this issue. And, you know, by constantly comparing yourself to others, it undermines the work that you've done. So it may not, you know, it's easier said than done, like don't compare yourself, but it really is something that if you wanna get rid of imposter syndrome, you have to figure out what works for you to stop the comparison, to stop yourself from looking at other people and assuming that their life is better than yours or they are more valuable and really focusing on yourself. Um, this is a time that you do need to be selfish in the sense that you do need to think of yourself and stop thinking of others and what they have in order to help get over this feeling of inadequacy. Um, you know, imposter syndrome can cause you to talk down on yourself and to have an overall poor relationship with yourself mentally. And that's why it's so dangerous because, you know, someone can be, by your standard, they can be successful, but you never know what they're thinking in their brain. You never know what they may be saying to themselves, like whether it's in their head or behind closed doors. So that's why it's important to first be self-aware of how you speak to yourself and realize how you talk to yourself when you don't um, do well or when you don't perform well to your standards. It's important to be aware of how you speak to yourself, how you look at yourself, and overall just how you view yourself as a human being. Because if you're constantly talking down on yourself, if you're constantly berating yourself, if you don't achieve something or if you miss something or if you mess up, that definitely is a symptom or definitely is a clue that you may have imposter syndrome. Um, like I said, this phrase may be unfamiliar or may be you know, foreign to you, but I think the concept behind it all is something that we can all relate to. And so I actually found there is, funny enough, there is an imposter syndrome, kind of like an IP scale, like a test, and it was made by Pauline Rose Clance. She's a psychologist. Clance, she's a psychologist, and um, her and another psychologist named Susan Imes in 1978 kind of started identifying what imposter syndrome is and the impact that it has on individuals. Um, you know, when they were first studying it, they thought it was something that was more so um, limited to women, but again, this can apply to all people from all walks of life. It doesn't matter, again, um, your gender, your age, your your um, your status, your financial status, or anything like that, you can experience imposter syndrome. And so I kind of just want to go through a couple of the kind of um, questions that are that is on Clance's IP scale, and I will link the actual test on the Instagram page, Sit Still with Sierra. So again, make sure you're following it. You can follow the link that way, and you can take the quiz for yourself if you would like. It's very short. Um, it's not, you know, like 100 questions or anything. It's about 20 questions, and it just, you know, um, scales you from one to five, one being not at all true and five being very true, and it gives you different statements, and you just circle in how you feel, and then 
obviously at the end you'll have some sort of way of scoring your test and seeing where you fall on the scale. So I'm just going to read a couple of the questions because I think that um, imposter syndrome can masquerade itself in other ways and you can you can think, oh no, I don't have it because I don't check off that symptom or that symptom, but you actually could have it depending on the other um, contributing factors that lead to it. So one of the, one of the statements that um, is on here is, it's hard for me to accept compliments or praise about my intelligence or accomplishments. And I don't think that, you know, if someone's like, oh, you look so pretty today and you don't know how to necessarily answer, I don't think that, you know, that means you necessarily have imposter syndrome. I think more so this is about not being able to accept praise when you, when you perform well and when you do good and when you accomplish things, um, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's from your family, um, if that's from school, you just have a hard time accepting praise about things that you clearly should, you know, be happy and proud about that you achieved. So that is one of the big statements on there that I think is important. Another one that I really wanted to go over is, um, where to go? I tend to remember the incidents in which I have not done my best more than those times that I have done my best. So basically dwelling on moments where you may have been unsuccessful. I'm saying that with air quotes because again, success and being unsuccessful is completely subjective, but for you personally, for moments that you may have been unsuccessful, you tend to dwell and harp on those moments more than you know all the times that you've performed well. It's kind of like the same effect of, you know, you can get a hundred compliments online, but if you get one negative compliment, you'll harp on that one, it's sort of along those same lines. So that's something that you can think about um, that you may possibly have an issue with or not. Um, and I'll read one more question from the IP scale and then again I will link it for you to take yourself. But it says, I often compare my ability to those around me and think they may be more intelligent than I am. And this is something that I definitely struggle with or have struggled with myself. And it's something that I'm working on is to stay in my lane. Um, but I have done this thing where it's like, I will feel inadequate in a setting whether it's like a work opportunity or something with school or a project that I'm working on, I will feel like, oh no, I'm like the weakest link or I'm not as smart as this person or that person. And I will just speak negatively about my ability and my potential. And that's something that I've definitely worked on because I've come to realize like, a, a, like grades aside, I am smart. Like I am a smart individual. I think that everyone is smart first off. I think we all are smart in our own way. But to stop comparing my intelligence to someone else's because we're completely different people, our brains work differently, we do different things, we see things differently, so it's not even fair to judge myself based off of someone else's ability um, in the way in which they think. So that is something big for me personally, and I think that, you know, again, I think that as you go through this test and just being honest with yourself first off, because I think that's the only way this will truly have an impact on you is if you're honest with yourself when answering the questions. But I think as you go through it and as you check things off, if you, you know, come, come to find out that you feel like you do have imposter syndrome and it is something you struggle with, I think that the process of elimination um, of, of patterns and things that you have going on in your life is a good way to combat this. So what I mean by that is what can you do as an individual? What can you do? What power do you have? to eliminate imposter syndrome from your thought process. So obviously there are some external factors that you don't have control over, but again, there are certain things that we do have a great deal of control over that we can um, kind of shift and change to help ourselves. 
And so in this day and age, I think a big, a big part of comparison and feeling inadequate comes from social media. And so I've talked about social media and in a lot of episodes, actually, um, and that is a common theme as well, just because so much of our life, so much of our world, so much of our communication, especially as we are, you know, quarantining and not being able to see each other in person as much, um, that has a great impact and a great deal on our mental state. And so my first and biggest piece of advice is if you find yourself feeling imposter syndrome from online, I encourage you to shift and kind of curate your your social media platforms to be a more positive space for you. Um, I, I personally don't follow, I probably follow a handful of celebrities on Instagram and I definitely think about it before I follow anyone um, that's a celebrity. I haven't followed a new celebrity in quite some time, but I definitely think about it um, before I do so or just influencers in general. I don't really follow influencers to be honest with you. Um, maybe maybe a couple, I can't even think of any that come to mind, but just people who have very large platforms or celebrities and things like that, they can definitely have, and not that it's intentional from their end, but seeing their posts and seeing them live their glamorous, perfect, filtered lives have a way of making you feel inadequate and making your life feel like it's not, um, as good or making yourself feel inadequate. So I encourage you, if you need to unfollow celebrities or influencers or maybe even people in your personal life that make you feel inadequate often, then do so. And that's no shade to them. Again, they may not be intentionally trying to make you feel that way, but you still may be feeling that way when you scroll and see their post. Like I said, if you see their perfect, chiseled, filtered bodies, or if you see that they ne- it seems like they never have a losing moment in their life, which is not true, but if you feel like you know what you see on your Instagram feed is negatively impacting your mental state and causing you to feel inadequate, then simply unfollow them or simply mute those accounts and put restrictions on your social media accounts so that when you scroll, you aren't feeling you know negative thoughts creeping in. When you scroll, you see positive and uplifting posts. You see things that encourage you to be better and not you know speaking down on yourself. So that is a big tip for social media. Another one is use the features that your phone provides to limit your time on those apps. So I personally have not done that myself because I'm pretty good about like, I can just delete the app off my phone and I won't be tempted to redownload it if I know I need to take a break. But for some people, maybe you don't need to like completely get off. You just need to restrict your time. So use those features that you have and and get off of social media as much as you need to or as much as you can if you feel yourself um, feeling inadequate uh, even though you are successful if you feel yourself feeling inadequate um, based off of social media like i said so social media is so such a big part of our life um, right now and so that definitely has a way of making you feel bad about yourself or it has a way of making you feel like you're not doing enough but fix those things that you can fix and what you can't fix, um, let it be and learn to accept it. Another big thing um, that I think, or, or another big way that I think imposter syndrome creeps in is by judging the people that are on similar paths as us. So if maybe someone's working in the same field as you, or they're studying the same thing in school, or they come from the same hometown as you, um, that is a big way that imposter syndrome can creep in. So although, say for instance, you both work at the same place, you both do the same job, 
you may find yourself comparing yourself to them because of the similar path that you are on at work. But I think that it's worth noting that you are still two different individuals with two different experiences and two different ways of thinking. And so if you feel yourself um, talking down on yourself or feeling inadequate by the people that you are in close relation to at work or school, I encourage you, and the, again, this sounds easier said than done, but I encourage you to maybe like write out maybe a few things that you really enjoy about yourself or things that you're proud of about yourself or things that you have going for you that is unique to you. You can even maybe go to a mentor or a supervisor or someone that you trust and just simply ask them like to maybe like a little evaluation like what it, what is it that I have good going for me? How can I take the good qualities that I possess and improve on those things? That will give you a really good way and a really good um, perspective on what you bring to the table as an employer, what you bring to the table as a student. And not focusing on the fact that this person has a similar path as you, but realizing that you are still uniquely you. So I think that's a great way to help with like the workplace or, or school or if you are studying the same thing. Because again, people are gonna, maybe, maybe they'll get an opportunity you didn't get. They may get a promotion or a position that you were hoping to get. Um, if someone from your hometown um, is like, getting married before you or something like that. That'll that'll sometimes have a way of making you feel inadequate, but again, everyone's life is different. Um, there is no specific timeline that you have to follow, and I talked about this in a different episode, but there's no timeline that you strictly have to follow. Everyone's life is different, and so I encourage you as you're on this journey of expelling imposter syndrome from your thought process to remember that you are uniquely you, what you bring to the table no one else can bring, and you are successful despite what your temporary temporary feelings may tell you. And again, the last thing that I wanna say is just, success is subjective. So what may be successful to you may not be successful to someone else and vice versa. So don't let someone else's definition of success um, define who you are and define what you have done as an individual. I hope this episode encouraged you and if it did, please share it with a friend. Give me some feedback on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review, you can leave me a rating, and just let me know what you think. So I will talk to you two weeks from now. Talk to you then. Bye.